0: Welcome back to the Refugee Report. In this episode, we will be taking a slightly different approach to reporting on refugee crises. Instead, we'll be focusing on a region that struggles with an influx of refugees, as opposed to an exodus. The topic of this week's episode is the Darien Gap. Before beginning, we would like to warn you that the following information and audio may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. The Darien Gap is a 100-mile region of extremely dense jungle in the easternmost part of Panama. Darien National Park encapsulates the border of Colombia and Panama, connecting the two countries. It is the only region that breaks apart the Pan-American Highway, which otherwise stretches from the northern tip of Alaska to the southern tip of Argentina. During the construction of the highway, engineers were unable to break through this region due to the density of the natural flora. The Darien was first reached by European settlers in 1501 and was initially home to the first successful European settlement in the mainland Americas. However, more importantly, it was and remains indigenous land. Currently, the Choco and Kuna indigenous groups inhabit the area. Separate from its geographical merits, the Darien Gap plays a vital role in the global migratory patterns of refugees. Crossing the Darien Gap is unavoidable for refugees traveling through South America to the United States. According to the Panamanian government, over 130,000 people made this crossing in 2021 alone. The majority of these migrants are from Haiti and Cuba, with growing numbers of Venezuelans making the journey in recent years. However, it hails a convergence of people from a diverse range of countries as well. This sometimes includes refugees who flew over from the Eastern Hemisphere. But before we continue this conversation on the Darien Gap, it is important that we make the distinction between migrants and refugees. A migrant is a person who voluntarily chooses to leave their homeland, most often in search of a more prosperous livelihood or improved economic conditions. On the contrary, a refugee is a person who is forced to flee their homeland due to violence, persecution, or other factors threatening their safety. These two categorizations are frequently grouped together, as they often follow the same routes, facing similar issues along the way. Since there is such a diverse range of people following this route, the demographics of people in the Darien Gap are comprised of both refugees and migrants. For this episode, we will be using both terms somewhat interchangeably, but please keep in mind that these two separate demographics exist, and they're an important element of the backstories of those traveling through the Gap migrants crossing through this region tend to follow a relatively consistent trajectory. After coming up through various parts of South America, they travel on foot or by local transportation to converge in the town of Nacocli, a small city on the eastern coast of Colombia. The influx of migrants has created huge issues for this town as it does not have the resources to support the sheer number of people coming through. The healthcare system has been put under extreme strain, and the town struggles with getting sufficient supplies of food and water. From the Coakley, migrants take a ferry to the town of Acandí, Colombia, which puts them just five miles from the Panama border. Getting a spot on this ferry is often difficult. Some have had to wait weeks just to get a ticket. From Acandí, migrants head on foot into the dense jungle of the Darien Gap. The trek takes 10 to 14 days and covers over 60 miles of jungle throughout which migrants will face a myriad of challenges and dangers many pay smugglers or coyotes to move them across the border smugglers are known to extort migrants or treat them with extreme cruelty other forces such as the revolutionary armed forces of Colombia paramilitary groups and drug cartels abuse migrants these groups are known to rob extort and sexually assault these people Migrants in the Darien Gap are especially susceptible to this, since they are marooned into the jungle with no way to protect themselves and nowhere to go. Listen to this Haitian migrant reflect on his journey through the Gap.
1: I would like to send a message to anyone who is thinking of
0: doing this route. It's very dangerous. If I knew this, I wouldn't have done it. The Panamanian government's inability to protect migrants is one of the primary reasons this crossing is so dangerous. The atrocious acts they commit against desperate refugees and migrants are often human rights abuses. In addition to human factors, migrants also face a number of environmental challenges. High temperatures, inability to find clean water, frequent rainfall, landslides, and high rivers contribute to the overall peril of the journey. It is not uncommon for migrants to sustain injuries due to the treacherous terrain and jungle. Migrants who make it through the journey will usually exit at Bajo Chiquito, a small village in eastern Panama at the edge of the Daring Gap. At this point, international humanitarian agencies provide assistance to migrants. However, this assistance is limited and thinly spread. The Panamanian government has some temporary infrastructure in place to house these people once they emerge from the crossing. However, these systems are far from ideal. They rely heavily on the funding from the U.S. government and international aid organizations. They lack sufficient resources to adequately provide for these influxes of refugees. Listen to this PBS news clip explaining the challenges migrants face after emerging from the Darien.
1: In the remote Darien region of eastern Panama, migrants and asylum seekers from around the world arrived in an indigenous hamlet. It's the site of non-stop confusion as Panama's border police organized groups to leave on canoes.
0: I will try to understand you with the little English I know. I speak Spanish.
1: To get to the next town, they have to pay $25 for a boat ride, but many of them have no money now, and the trip is canceled. They thought it would be easier from here, just through the most dangerous section of their long journey, the Darien Gap.
0: Now, at this point, you may be wondering, Why do migrants attempt to cross the Daring Gap? For migrants coming from areas such as Africa or the Caribbean, it may seem easier to simply fly into Mexico and attempt to access the U.S.-Mexico border from there. However, this journey is not that simple. The United States pressured Mexico to restrict the number of people accessing the border. This has caused Mexico to increase the stringency of its visa requirements. Thus, people coming from countries highly affected by refugee and migration crises are usually not eligible to fly into Mexico. Listen to this reporter explain the alternatives for these refugees.
1: These journeys started long before. Migrants from Asia, the Middle East, and Africa flew into Ecuador or Brazil where visa requirements are somewhat lax. Haitians also use this route as a springboard north. But to get from Colombia to Panama, they have to cross the Darien Gap by foot. It's the only missing 66-mile break in the Pan-American Highway from the tip of Argentina up to Alaska.
0: The Panamanian government has essentially no control over the Darien Gap. Security forces are not present and the government has been unsuccessful in its attempts to bring order to the area. As mentioned earlier, much of the region is controlled by cartels, paramilitary, and guerrilla groups making it extremely unsafe. Panama has adopted a policy of so-called controlled flow. When migrants emerge from the Daring Gap, the Panamanian government processes them, screens them biometrically, and ensures they receive four disease vaccines. This system was set up with the assistance of the United States, as it provides mutual benefit to the two countries. It puts Panama in a position in which it can effectively manage this influx of migrants while minimizing the strain on its own economic system. It provides the United States with an early warning system in terms of the number of migrants it should expect at its borders in the coming months. Provided they have passports for identification, the Panamanian government then houses them in one of three reception villages just outside of the Darien Gap. Next, they provide them with transportation to the Costa Rican border. In these camps, migrants are provided with basic food and medical care. Given the time needed to undergo this screening process, the Panamanian government only transports about 100 individuals through the country each day. Due to COVID-19, the amount of time people spend in Panama has been greatly extended. Now it is common for migrants to spend up to a month waiting for processing and transportation. People originating from countries with high rates of terrorism and organized crime often wait even longer. This system is effective in transporting migrants through the country. However, they offer them little encouragement or ability to apply for asylum in Panama. Although not perfect, the provisions available to migrants once they exit the Daring Gap are better than what is available to them in many other parts of Central America. Moving forward, migrant reception infrastructure needs to be continually strengthened to accommodate the increasing numbers of people moving through the area. Support resources such as medical care, temporary housing, and resource availability are all necessary measures to ensure the safety and security of migrants. More importantly, real reform needs to be made in the Darien Gap itself. The Panamanian government has and continues to neglect the area, making few legitimate attempts to gain sovereignty over it, and essentially leaving it to dangerous groups. In order to reform the safety of this inevitable trek through the Darien, the Panamanian government needs to take strides to control the area. This means improving the trajectories available to migrants undergoing this crossing or providing safer alternatives to refugees and migrants. Before concluding this episode, we'd like to recommend an organization that is helping refugees in the Darien Gap. This episode, it is HIAS. This organization has a small team working on the ground in Panama— providing psychological and economic resources to refugees. Their link will be in the description. While we do recommend this organization, it is important to do research before spending your own money. That concludes this episode of the Refugee Report. A special thanks to Ella Grant for conducting the research and script writing for this episode. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and share it with a friend. Follow us on Instagram at aid for additional content. Tune in next time to learn about the humanitarian situation in Haiti. As always, thank you for listening.